This is Wandering in the Word, where you can listen in as the staff of First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota, has a casual conversation about the scripture readings for the upcoming Sunday worship service. Hey everyone, it's Wandering in the Word again, coming to you from First Lutheran Church, this time uh, for the week of November 14th. Wow. Yeah, wow, mid-November. And November being the month month of thanksgiving and gratitude um, also tends to be a month of generosity and giving themes in our congregations. And so this week we are diverging from the assigned lectionary texts uh, in favor of some texts that will help us think through our giving and generosity as we uh, kind of undertake our, our fall annual response campaign, the intent cards and the works. So uh, special, special readings for us this week. Yeah, but they're really good. I mean, for any time of year, I think, but yeah, they definitely, definitely fit with stewardship. So should we just dive into them? I think we better. All right. Uh, Melissa, you want to read our gospel reading? Yes. Our gospel reading is from John chapter two, verses one through 11. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water, and they filled them to the brim. He said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, Though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk, but you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. The gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Love this story. I like it too. Party Jesus. Party, Party Jesus. Jesus. It's kind of fun and festive like mm-hmm. setting. And then you yeah. get this really miraculous um, event as well. Mm-hmm. Um, backdrop of a wedding. Yeah. And it, to me, I mean, it always has like kind of tones of humor yeah. in it, you know, um, which we don't always get in John. John can be kind of a bit more serious and stuff, mm-hmm. but, you know, I mean, you can just kind of picture a feast and a big wedding celebration and the one. The verse three says the wine gave out. <laughs> Just couldn't keep up. With that. Just couldn't keep up. It's all gone. And then you know he kind of has this exchange with his mom, mm-hmm. and, um, and the servants come and bring it. And yeah, it, would it be irreverent if we reread the text <laughs> or at least the the dialogue in the voice of someone who has had so much wine that the wine gave out? So like <laughs> they have no wine. There's no <laughs> wine. <laughs> I would like to hear that. that yes. <laughs> we don't know if, if Mary was drinking wine or if she's a no. teetotaler. We don't know. But I you do wonder, like, someone's drinking all that wine. That's well, true. I love that. I mean, because the steward in verse 10, it kind of, I, I mean, says it pretty plainly. Everyone serves the good wine first and then the inferior wine after the guests are drunk. Mm-hmm. Which is now. Yeah. Which is now. So, like, yep. you know, the assumption is that there's going to be, you know, some drinking going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's... 
and that's where Jesus chose to do his first sign. John has yeah. the signs and miracles of Jesus, and this is I the feel first like one. Mary kind of chose yeah. the Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's true. His, first here. his mom set him like, straight. No, I. Yeah. This is not about me. This isn't my right. time. She's like, come on, just do it. Just right. do what he says. He's gonna. He'll choose correctly. Right. <laughs> it's like when your mom gives you an ultimatum, and you're like, you don't have a choice in the matter because right. it sounds know. like a choice, but there's there's yeah. only one option. There's only one option, <laughs> and Jesus seems to pick up on that. And um, yeah, and actually, I've, I really thought the, the part that struck me this time in verse 11, the very last line, you know, all this has happened. People have been drinking. The wine has been replenished so there can be more drinking. Um, and then the, that's when the disciples believed yeah. in him. That's what it <laughs> There's talks. more wine. All right, Jesus, we believe. Um, I mean, ultimately, this is a story of the revelation of Jesus power and identity yes. that causes i mean i think this on the lectionary the story often comes during epiphany during the season of epiphany oh, which is all yes. about jesus divine <clears throat> identity sort of you know leaking out um through the revelations like these but um yeah i mean i there's a thing that's jumped out to me when you were talking about humor this made me kind of chuckle too in verse six there were six stone water jars there, not just because they happened, they were for a purpose. Right. They were for the Jewish rites of purification. So I can imagine like, you know, waking up finally, the party's over. Everyone's kind of shaking the fog out of their heads and getting back to regular life. And they're like, wait a minute. Where'd all the water <laughs> go? We're going to use for our Jewish rites of purification. <laughs> oh, great. It's full of wine. Great. Right, it's probably not. <laughs> Couldn't you have created out of nothing? Right. No. Still could have kept our water. Yeah, so each holding 20 or 30 gallons. I mean, so two That's times six, 120 gallons is a lot. Are those um, Mogan David jugs that we use for <laughs> communion? Are those a gallon? A gallon. 120 oh. of those. If I'm That's not big, incorrect, I think your standard bottle of wine is a, you could be about four to a gallon, four bottles of, you know, your standard 750 milliliters. Yeah, I think so. So here's a funny story. When Travis and I were in the Holy Land, we uh, rented a car, which was a Ford Taurus, by the way, um, in Jerusalem and decided that we would just drive up to the Galilee and kind of scope things out and spend a little time up there. And it was lovely. And one of the places we wanted to visit, of course, was Cana because yes. we wanted to go to the site of this of miracle. And naturally, what do you think they were selling to all of the gullible tourists who came, but bottles of wine with <laughs> fancy labels um, depicting this particular Bible story. And naturally, we bought one because um, yes. what were we going to do? Go to Cana and not get a bottle of wine. So we um, that evening headed back to our accommodations near Bethlehem and we opened this bottle of wine. And we could not even drink it. Oh, it was so God. terrible. It was like oh. super, super sweet oh. um, <laughs> syrup added to grape oh, juice or yeah. fruit punch or something. And so we ended up dumping it out. Um, but, you know, that's so not Jesus the quality. Not been there for Obviously, that this was not the wine Jesus had made, although they weren't claiming that. But yeah, it was disappointing anyway. So, mm. yeah, I mean, the, the the image of abundance here, I think, is kind of amazing, right? I think that so. was the reason this was picked for this, <clears throat> this weekend. You hit the nail on the head. So, you know, each of those jars could potentially be holding like, what, 120, 100, 120 bottles of wine. Am I doing the math right? <laughs> Clearly, we do a lot of... <laughs> preparatory <laughs> math for this podcast <laughs> uh, <laughs> hundreds of bottles of wine if there's six yeah. six yes. jugs or six jars whatever it is i mean hundreds of i mean enough probably for everybody to have a 
several bottles of wine themselves yeah. on top of what they've already had. And yeah, I think the image of like revealing Jesus' abundance of mercy, Jesus' abundance of providing in this story is, is probably more the focal point um, for us who take communion, you know, the image of there always being enough, you know, always more room at the table. Yeah. You know, we'll never run out of God's mercy in the sacraments. Um, it's kind of cool. And it's kind of a neat connection with the sacraments. I mean, it starts with water and moves to wine. Mm. Start with baptism, you move to the table. Mm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. That's not exactly what they had in mind when John was writing this <laughs> 19 never years know. ago. But yeah, who knows? Um, so, yeah, But I mean, the, this um, is going to tie into our uh, second reading for today because it is an example of how of the way in which God provides, you know, this gift to the wedding family and the couple who probably otherwise would have been shamed had they really run out of wine before the party was over. Jesus didn't provide like an adequate supply of wine just to save them from, you know, scorn, like just a a river of, of wine. And (laughs) literally, so I, I do like that as symbolism for how God pours out blessings on on us in various ways, not usually wine, but various, various ways. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, speaking of that, then why don't we, um, since we're thinking about abundant wine, why don't we hear about abundance in our new Testament reading? So I can read that it's from our second Corinthians chapter nine, verses seven to 15. It says this, each of you must give as you have made up your mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance, so that by always having enough of everything, you may share abundantly in every good work. As it is written, he scatters abroad, he gives to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness." You will be enriched in every way for you, for your great generosity, which will produce thanksgiving to God through us. For the rendering of this ministry not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also overflows with many thanksgivings to God. Through the testing of this ministry, you glorify God by your obedience to the confession of the gospel of Christ and by the generosity of your sharing with them and with all others while they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God that he has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Wow. Sometimes the New Testament is hard to read. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. Like some key words jump out anyway, whether or not we understand like the logic of every phrase here. But I think, um, isn't Paul writing to this church in Corinth looking for some financial support for ministry mm-hmm. elsewhere. I think so. Yeah. And, and so this community is, is being asked to put up some funds to help make possible the ministry of, of the church. Um, and I, gosh, that just makes it really fitting for what we are up to at first wow, yeah. this month, as we think about how ministry is made possible in our congregation and through our congregation beyond in our community and in our world. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think of like the, like the overflowing of sending kids to like 
the, the, Melissa, you've been busy in the month of October in particular, yeah. <laughs> abundantly busy going to yes. LYO and what all have you been up to with Friday Night Live? Friday Night Live at the beginning of the month with our fourth through sixth graders. Then at LYO. Camp Metagoshi. Yep, at camp. Uh, and then LYO in Bismarck with our high school kids, kind of in the middle of the month. And then our junior high kids got to go up to Camp Metagoshi at the end of the month. So had an abundance of youth opportunities yeah. to grow in their faith. Yeah. Which were all good. Abundance, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sleepless nights, maybe too, but you have a baby at home. So, yeah, not an abundance of sleep. No. That wasn't part of it. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, I kind of, I, somewhere in here, it talks about kind of overflowing, doesn't it? Wasn't there like. Yeah, and verse image? 12 overflows with thanksgivings to God. Is that what you're yeah, just, remembering? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just like that idea of it like washing, mm-hmm. you know, coming from the us here at First Lutheran and is both in our own lives, but also as a church that we can like kind of bless others in our community through the work we do. Um, yeah, whether it's a soup kitchen or whether it's, you know, funerals, which is why I'm pastored up today. Um, uh, you know, the, the different ministries and work we do with all kinds of different people um, is made possible ultimately because of God's grace, but it's God's grace that's poured into us and poured into the church that overflows to bless others. Um, so. Yeah. So when people open up a letter from us next week and get their pledge card, this is, this is the Bible verse that's going to be referenced on that. Um, is verse eight. God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance so that by always having enough of everything you may share abundantly. And it is a, a recognition of all the ways that we've been blessed and how we might sort of help that overflow mm-hmm. through us to, to bless others. So we we receive from God who provides and then we share it out. Yeah, it's easy to say. It's hard to. Well, that's to true. Do, but, that's true. But it is an important part, um, I think. You know, thinking about how we how we manage our finances and the gifts and blessings and time that we have from God, um, you know, it's really easy to think, well, I just don't have enough, right? Whatever it is, time, sleep, sleep, <laughs> and sometimes it's Coffee. true. I Coffee. mean, there's, there's probably times in some of our lives, and maybe even now, as you know, you're listening to this, where you maybe you don't have enough finances to get through the month, and maybe that's due to circumstances or poor management or both or neither um there are times when we don't have enough but at the same time it doesn't help to focus on the scarcity it mm. really helps to go back to you know the the blessings that we yeah. have what do we have what, what has can we be provided? yeah what can we be thankful for um and it's a, it's a bit of a mind shift maybe an attitude shift mm-hmm. but um well, I, he mentions your mind in the first verse we read that each of you must give as you have made up your mind, like that this is sort of an intention, right? This is a, a practice and that even if we don't, um, if we're not able to give as much as we would really love to give or share as much as we wish we could share because we just don't have uh, as much as maybe, you know, our neighbor down the street, um, if you have the if you've taken time to think about this, to pray about this, and you can make up your mind and then and then follow mm-hmm. through, um, 
think of the impact that makes, you know, all the ripples that kind of go out from there. And the end of the verse says, for God loves a cheerful giver. So I like to qualify that. And, you know, God <laughs> loves us, whether or not we give, whether or not we give cheerfully, God loves you. Um, but maybe God takes special delight when people share and give cheerfully the way that God does. Yeah. I was talking to an old farmer guy once and he's like, well, I'm not a cheerful giver, so I just don't give. <laughs> oh, I'm like, I think you might be missing the point. <laughs> well, hey, is there, you know, kind of a fake it till you make it yeah. sort of thing that you could engage here? And like, ugh, even if you are like, I, I, I guess I should be a giver and you start giving. And then if you start seeing the difference that makes, and if you start sort of feeling invested in what invested emotionally and spiritually in what you're investing in financially. I think that joy and that good cheer comes. comes yeah. yeah. So if you can, if you can start somewhere, yeah. fake it till you make it with the cheer. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> trust God will provide. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we all know intrinsically, I mean, for anybody who's had opportunities to be generous that if it feels good oh it's fun to give it's, yeah. fun. it's fun to share um and even if you can just start it a little bit um, you know right. this year we're, we're really trying to talk more about the the pledge cards that are mm, being, intent, the intent cards, cards yeah. that are going out um you know the, our goal is 125 this year yes um and so as you get those and you're listening to this podcast um fill it out and just think about it even if it's just 10 or 20 dollars a month if that's you know the the intention of it, um, I really do think the joy will come. You know, uh, it's been my experience. Anyways. Yeah, I'm um, confident based on my experience. Yeah. same thing that, and I think you know where your where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That your heart will follow. Yeah, that that joy does come. Yeah, and I, I mean, that, and that's true. I think for giving to the church, it's true for for giving to other uh, ministries and organizations that are doing good work that you and camp. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Camp, Camp Medigoshi was one that I started this last year. And it is amazing kind of how you, it just feels good to know that you're kind of helping a place you love and yeah. ministry you love and they're doing good things for the kingdom. And it's mm -hmm. cheerful yeah. to do that, you know, and it's true for church as well and um, other things. So, so talking about giving can be fun. Like now we're all just sitting here yeah, smiling. I'm, smiling. I'm like, oh, yeah. um, but <laughs> we I feel like people really kind of dig their heels in at this point in the church year they're like oh we know it's coming we know the church is going to ask us for money um and yeah we yeah, will do that oh. but um but also it can be really fun to talk about yeah. the ways that you have been generous mm -hmm. and the, the causes you do give to and what it is you support with your finances because those are the things that bring yeah. joy and I would imagine a lot of folks listening to this today know exactly what we're talking yeah. about because yeah. they they give both to the church and to the organizations and different things they care about. And yeah, it's, it becomes a, a, a practice. And if I think if we're made in the image of God and our God is a generous God. It turns 120 gallons of water. <laughs> right? You know, it, it only stands to reckon then that God's creation feels good then and enjoys being generous too. So um, yeah. Well, any uh, closing thoughts on abundance and wine and generosity? Oh, no, I think I'll have some wine tonight just to kind of celebrate. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. Well, um, well, everyone, thank you for joining us for our wandering in the word here for uh, November 14th, 2021 for Pastor Brandy, Melissa and myself. We're glad you could be here until next time. We'll talk to you.